Well, where the shit am I now? And when the hell are I? Let me check my map I got from that interdimensional gas station. Southwest Arkansas? There ain't possibly a place named like that. I guess I better put on a good show no matter where or when I am. Fuck. I'm coming at you live from wherever I said earlier. From 694.2 PTBP. The only radio station that broadcasts from Arkansas. Probably. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Nathan. A.K.A. at APOC underscore Golem on Twitter from Aberdeen, South Dakota, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod, which is a praiseworthy thing to do with your fingers. Nathan writes, Dearest Edward, I will see you soon. I tried to stay strong. I promised, and I failed. I thought I could trap it inside me, but now I'm the one trapped. It is in me now. It forces me to move against my will. I scream inside my own head while it makes me do things. Bad things, Ed. I'm so sorry. It comes for you now. I feel my feet wrench and spasm in a mockery of walking as it forces my body to lurch in your direction. It is patient. Dearest Edward, I'm so sorry. I will see you soon. <laughs> Welp, you heard the guy, Edward. He's coming to see you soon. Sounds like it's gonna be a fun time for you and your BFF. If you want to write up something for your Arkansas-y wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Twitter, or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or I guess also two more things. Tag at PretendingPod on Instagram, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, or tag pretending to be people on Facebook, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. <clears throat> we love it when people are excited to tell their friends about our show here, but seriously, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe Wolfie can give that pasty, half-alien the physical delights the human part of him craves. He ain't never ever met a wolf like me. And if that excellent pun gave you the blues, let's see who won in this week's The News. And that winner from Twitter's Mostly Bitter Litter is the Twitter outfitter at TD under dash Beck, aka Cosplay underscore by underscore Tyler. He guessed the special guest who will join Allie, Lindsay, and Taylor for all five parts of Operation Bigfoot Underground Search and Hunt. That's right, Operation Bigfoot Underground Search and Hunt will be played by the crew who you knew when they brought you their story in the Contingent Woods. Alongside Eleanor DiLorenzo, the delightful creator and GM of the Lost Mountain Saga, a dedicated role player on the Glass Cannon Network's Androids and Aliens, the foul-mouthed Twitch streamer who once laughed so hard she could barely breathe after reading the name Mike Oxmall. Well, better not dwell on that name. My mouth might get jealous of all that nasty trash going in the wrong hole. Let's fill them ears with something that clears the gears. It's Molly Healy with Circles. Glad you were honest with us. Yeah, <laughs> we're cutting this out. All right, well, that's requesting welcome. my first cut. <laughs> oh no, the Thomas oh, roll. No, it's staying in. Oh, fuck, Ellie, you said it. Oh no, it was just about to get cut. Welcome to pretending to be people. I am here with a whole table of special guests. Here, uh, we're gonna go around the table. Here, we're gonna start with 
She's played Gerald Fingerson. She played Sharon Shadow Berryman. She does the sound of phone calls. Bring, bring, <laughs> bring, bring. It's my wife, Borat Voice Taylor. Hello, I'm his wife. Did that work? I the don't opposite know. way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, hi. We have Liz Lonklin, the Doc Martin wearing punk, the designer of the infamous PTBP fanny pack that <laughs> I fucking promise will exist one day. <laughs> it's Lindsay! Hello, I'm Lindsay. Uh. <laughs> Nailed it. Just top, top notch. Boomtown. She played Krista, Krista Krinkelhoff. <laughs> That's still hard to say. <laughs> she played a robot named Brett. She's my new coworker. Thanks for getting me the job. It's Allie. Hello, I am Allie. I regret getting him the job. I'm loud and in the office. Well, I used to be in the office, but now no one's in the office. Woo! And finally, she's an actor. She's a stand-up comedian. She's a Twitch streamer. She's a player on Glass Cannon Network, Starfinder podcast, Androids and Aliens. She's the creator and GM of her own show, The Lost Mountain Saga, which is getting a season two coming soon. It's Eleanor DiLorenzo. Thanks for the applause, guys. Thanks. <laughs> oh, there it is. Sorry, it was a little delay. I request that the rest of us also get a yeah. Echo I didn't get a pass. Oh, I'm right. so sorry. Honestly, doing Eleanor De Lorenzo is very good. No, but also Taylor Reeves. Reeves. What are you saying? That's as good. So today we're playing Delta Green. I know that that is new to Eleanor here. Eleanor, are you excited? I am incredibly excited i've been wanting to play this game ever since i heard about it the first time which was in i don't know doesn't matter but i have been wanting to play it for a really really long time and i'm so excited that you guys invited me to play uh because it seems like you guys know what you're doing or maybe that's just <laughs> oh that's funny that's <laughs> one of us at this table it's, does it's good <laughs> it's good to have your confidence it's me uh, it's me <laughs> <I'm the one>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a quick uh, quick rundown of delta green it's a role playing game okay moving on so uh, <laughs> that's all you need to know <laughs> uh, delta green is, is a role playing game? game about no <laughs> How are Turn you around. so good on all those other podcasts? Listen, <laughs> I've been drunk for the past five years. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I'm doing so uh, dry January, so this is the first time I'm playing Delta Green without a beer in my hand in a long wow. time. Wow. Congratulations. It's and also still 10 in the morning. Yep, yeah. still would have done it. Not a, not a doubt <laughs> in my Saturday. mind. <laughs> Saturdays for the boys. Saturdays for the boys. <laughs> Uh, so Delta Green is a role-playing game about uh, losing your mind or dying in the process of trying to stop the inevitable end of the world. Oh, really? I thought it was a romantic comedy. Someone told me it was like a period <laughs> piece set in the 19th century Britain. Yep, based on menstruation. Yeah. 19th century <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> we are playing uh, this. This game will be set in Mississippi and Arkansas tonight. We're going we're gonna to kick it off in Mississippi and then uh, drive on up to Arkansas, which Eleanor, you uh, had to do some research on. Uh, what do you mean, Mississippi? I thought it was. Oh, God. I thought it was. Wait, Mississippi, the river or Mississippi, the. It's a city, right? Or We're just going to meet... The characters are going to meet in Shreveport, which is in Mississippi, but then you're going to drive into the Arkansas. State. You don't need to know anything about Mississippi other than... Um, what should what should she know about Mississippi? How to spell it? M I S S I S S I P P I. I've been swimming in the Mississippi. Wait, I've been you swam in the Mississippi? Maybe. Um, or I took a piss in it. Actually, that's the Swedish saying. Take a piss in the Mississippi. Uh, actually, that's what my mom says all the time. Like when some, something is irrelevant, it's like fart in space. But we also say it's a piss in Mississippi. Oh, Ooh, that's wow. really good. Yeah. P-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Mississippi. Mississippi. 
Has anyone ever thought of that? Are we the first? Oh my god! <laughs> Google it. Google it before you tweet it. Google it. Okay, so uh, just gonna give you a rundown. So normally, uh, Delta Green is a game with a lot of really fantastic scenarios that are written for it and published by Arc Dream Publishing, which is a publishing company that publishes games and scenarios. Delta Green. However, uh, instead of running one of their extremely well-written and edited scenarios, I'm going to run you through something I wrote that's just in a Google Doc here. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... I don't think Zach's killing children in this. Uh, based on his face. Gonna it, run a different scenario. <laughs> don't worry about it. Kill as many children you want. And puppies. <laughs> Monster. That's what I was waiting to hear. No. Uh, Alright, so. Let's meet these characters, shall we? Let's, let's dive in here. Let's go in uh, alphabetical order of first name of real life human Allie <laughs> hello who is your character what she look like what's her deal what's she been up to give us the rundown I would love to thank you I'm gonna pull up my summary of my character thank also. you you guys all I asked this group to answer some questions that I'd sent and then to write a little bit of backstory about how they ran into the unnatural and all four of you did it an absolutely stellar job should we do season two together as a group instead of the normal group? <laughs> <laughs> <Bye. laughs> okay, my name is Joke. Oh, oh no, not again. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that it's a joke. I just don't remember why. You started it. <laughs> <laughs> this happens to me all the time. I'm just making so many jokes all the time. All right, here we go. My name is Rusty Hooch. <laughs> I am a scientist. <laughs> I am a scientist. I didn't choose my name. My parents did. They chose your last yeah, name. Yeah, totally. So you're Dr. Hooch? I'm Dr. Hooch. Rad. Yeah. The Hooch. But you guys can call me Rusty. What kind of science do you do? Mostly like potions and stuff. <laughs> Well, I did just win a Nobel Prize for curing mad cow disease. Congratulations. Did you do it with potions? I did it with with potions. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm hoping to cure tinnitus next. Okay, yes. And also uh, the emotion sadness. Because I think it's unnecessary. Unnecessary emotion, sadness. Unnecessary negative emotion, which I will be curing with potions. <laughs> I love this so much. How 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 old is she? Forty seven. Forty seven, going on fifty three. Going on fifty three. <laughs> a Nobel Prize winner at forty seven. We're amongst a genius. In the presence of it's greatness. True. I'm also, I'm also very hot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I love so, you so much. Okay. Just let that be known. What's your charisma score? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the lowest charisma you can have to start. Good. Because uh, you said that uh, your character leans into like. Yeah, I'm kind of mean. People see me as um, kind of an obsessive, relentless bitch. But I would never have been able to cure mad cow disease if I wasn't a relentless bitch. What's your haircut? Uh, short. <laughs> Blonde. Bangs. Bangs. <laughs> I don't know where I got that. Also, I'm hot. Don't forget. <laughs> and what are, you, what are you typically wearing? Normally black trench coat, uh, probably some pearl earrings. Whatever your hot people wear is what I'm normally wearing. My God. I'm, I'm sensing a lot of Robin, Robin Wright from House of Cards. Like, Ooh, that sort of vibe. Yes. Yeah. But hotter. But hotter, but, oh, wow. but hotter, <laughs> and Nobel Prize winner. I love it. Exactly. Don't and forget. Humble. <laughs> and humble. <laughs> All right. Give me a rundown. What, what was your experience like the first time you saw something unnatural? Oh, uh, let me tell you about it. So I was flying my DA40 home. I have a DA40, a small plane. The of course. DA40. Yeah, I know. I looked it up. Yeah. So I own one, <laughs> and I know a lot about it. 
and I know how to fly it. So I was flying it home to my secret cabin in the woods that none of my children or ex-wives know about because I like my privacy. Smart. So one night I was flying my Diamond DA-40 home and uh, I saw a gigantic explosion come from the woods, but I didn't hear it. It was completely silent. It was blue and wet looking. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for that. Silent and wet <laughs> and blue. Silent and wet. So I landed my plane nearby, ran down the road to where I thought it was, I thought I was close to it, uh, hiding because I was afraid of who might be back there. And then five minutes later, I saw six black Escalades drive past on the road. I was hiding in a bush. Also, my plane was covered by... Uh, no need to get too deep into the, into the weeds. <laughs> my plane was hidden. Into the weeds that are covering your plane. <laughs> uh, anyway, then I ran to the side of the explosion and there was nothing. I couldn't see anything. Nothing was different. Not a leaf un- Not a leaf turned. Not a branch broken. Not a stone unturned. Not a stone turned. Ever since then, whenever I'm flying my Diamond DA-40 home that I know how to fly. Brag. (laughs) A brag about a fictional character. (laughs) So I've just been seeing a lot of these silent explosions, but I can't seem to get close enough to see what's going on. How many X's do you have? Uh, Hard to say. Science is easy. Counting is hard. Three. At least three. Well, some marriages were like, you know... Vegas marriages, do those count? Like, that's kind of a half marriage. Legally, they do, yeah. So, uh, your most recent one is... Oh, Jillian. Jillian, Yes, Jillian. Uh, Jillian didn't sign a prenup before we got married. That's my bad. You would think I would have learned my lesson. So, she's receiving quite a bit of alimony from me right now, unfortunately. But I'm rich, so... (laughs) Rich and hot. Rich (laughs) and hot. Humble and fucking smart. Genius. Uh, Allie, when you play a role-playing game, you're supposed to create a character that is different than yourself to try to embody someone else. Yeah, because I actually am a pilot in real life. Really? And I have a diamond DA-40. I thought you were going to say pile of garbage. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm a pile of garbage. Yes, do Eleanor, you, I am do a you, pilot. Really? No, stop lying to Eleanor. No, why? <laughs> I'm so disappointed now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could hire her as my pilot when I become rich, famous, oh my Nobel God. Prize winner. Okay, no, I'll learn. I'll learn. <laughs> yes, please. Tell me about Belvedere. Oh, so Jillian and I share custody of a... Dog. <laughs> St. Bernard. <laughs> My ex-wife Jillian and I share custody of a St. Bernard. His name is Belvedere. Cool. I love him very much. I have him on the weekends. We take a lot of hikes, but Jillian has him during the week. It's Monday night. You're getting ready to go drop off Belvedere at Jillian's. This is the last moment that you get to spend with your beloved St. Bernard before he goes and spends the week with Jillian and her money. <laughs> That you My money. Pay her. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear cars, more than one. They're pulling up outside. You look out the window. You see the string of those black SUVs, and they are lining your driveway. But only one guy is walking up to the door, and he knocks. He um keeps knocking. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, you could just help yourself. Seems like right. you couldn't help yourself. Maybe I could just <laughs> the sound person. <laughs> Are you a foley artist? I don't know what that means. We have to get through all of these. This whole episode is just Allie's introduction. <laughs> Allie, mm-hmm. banging now on your door. I don't answer. Banging. Louder and louder. Is Belvedere upset? <laughs> okay, I answered the door. Very reluctantly. And I don't... I have one of those, like, locks on the top of the door, the chain locks, and I don't undo that. Dr. Rusty Hooch? Uh, yes, can I see some identification, please? What are you doing at my house? Yeah, no problem. He holds up his hand as if he's holding a badge of some sort. There's literally nothing in his hand. And he says, 
You don't really need to know who I am. We've been following you, and we understand that you've been noticing some situations that have been happening out in the woods. Uh, I think due to some of your uh, expertise, we're going to need your help. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't go in the woods. I live in the city. Dr. Hooch. And he, uh, he calls out your plane's number, like your ID number. Look around you. Uh, what am I supposed to be seeing right now? Well, I suppose it's a choice. Do you see all those SUVs on there? Uh, yes. You can come with us. Maybe you'll learn something. All right, well, I have to take Belvedere to Jillian's house, my ex-wife, because she has him during the week. So I'll come with you, but I, I got to take my dog first. Any chance that I can get you to leave the dog here until we're done? It won't take too long. It's a legal issue. Uh, I'll really get in a lot of trouble from Jillian if I don't uh, have him there at, by 10 p.m. on Monday night. Well, we can have you back by 10. Oh, oh all right. All right. If, as long as we can get Belvedere to Jillian, fine. I'll, I'll go with you. Okay, so you guys head out. You get into an SUV. It's actually empty this one except for a driver and uh this unidentified man gets into the car with you and he begins asking you about how many times you've seen these silent blue explosions you guys pull up to a small camp in the woods that's being run out of the back of a big truck so there's just this one like covered truck with a bunch of uh lab equipment inside of it, computers going, scientists running around talking to each other. There's a bunch of military looking guys who are not wearing camo or any um, sort of military gear. One of them approaches you with a, it's like a jar. It's not a mason jar. It's far more scientific. It seems to be sealed on both sides. It looks like a high tech version of the like the bank teller thing that you put in the tube, right? And it is filled with this like bioluminescent blue liquid. We're hoping that you can reverse engineer this. I'm going to need to know some more information before I do anything for y'all. Do you know who I am? I just won a Nobel (laughs) Prize for inventing mad cow disease. I'm going to need some context. (laughs) Exactly, Hooch. We know exactly who you are. Let's show her some context! And couple of military guys go over to one of the SUVs and pull out a guy who is bound. He's wearing just like the rattiest old clothes you've ever seen. Looks like he hasn't showered in months. Filthy, filthy dude. He's just kind of like dazed. Looks like he's been drugged. They kind of pull him out into the middle of this clearing in the woods. All right, come with me, come with me. He walks you over to this guy who's just kind of like put down on his knees, hands tied behind his back, feet are bound, and he opens up this container and it, oh, sorry, Taylor, do you want to do the opening of the container? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got it in one. Nailed it. (laughs) He puts a, a finger in this like, bioluminescent goop and it kind of uh, sticks to him like paint and then he draws a symbol on this bound man's forehead and it kind of looks like waves that have teeth this weird symbol and then he um, closes the container Taylor (laughs) God (laughs) it's art (laughs) and he starts counting down 39, 37, and he says, we're going to want to get away, 42, 38, 35, and you guys are walking, and you see that other people are walking extremely quickly, and he is not, he's chilling, he kind of turns back, are you ready to see the craziest thing you've ever seen? Uh, I highly doubt this is going to be the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've seen my dog take a giant shit in my Diamond DA40. In it. <laughs> a bioluminescent explosion begins to pour out of the bound dude's face and fill the ground around you. And it begins to create a massive dome that is engulfing this guy and then slowly expands and takes over. And as it's taking over, the guy looks at you next to you and he's like, it'll be all right. (sighs) This blue hits your face, your hair blows back. And suddenly you see inside and you are standing in seemingly the middle of the ocean. You see all of this wildlife around you, fish, 
schools of fish swimming together, sharks, part of a whale at the dome on the far side away from you, and there's coral everywhere, and it's dark, and it's blue, and it's glowing, and then suddenly it just collapses in on itself. The only change is that this bound dude is gone. What the fuck? Well, um, so first I check my pocket mirror to check my hair, since it got messed up. So I fix my hair first. (laughs) As you're staring at yourself, you see that your lips and your eyes, your nostrils, your eyebrows, everything on your face is fucking trembling. You've never seen yourself look this shook. I'm going to sue the shit out of you motherfuckers. What did you just do to me? You get a phone call from Jillian. I walk off into the woods to take this call. And that is Dr. Rusty Hooch. Oh my god. (laughs) Holy shit. Holy shit. Radical, radical, radical. Is now a good time to say that I'm afraid of sharks? (laughs) (laughs) In real life or the character? In real life. Oh, for real? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Ellie. Oh my god. You're up. Give me a rundown. Dr. Olivia Miller. I base this off of uh, Swedish crime dramas because every protagonist in Swedish crime dramas is the exact same dude. But in this case, (laughs) I just made it a female. Early 50s, incredibly tired woman. Uh, Like everything about her is so freaking over it. Like mentally tired, physically tired. She... uh, she has two daughters. Uh, one of them won't speak to her because she's a 15-year-old little bitch. And the other, <laughs> one, the other one is off to college. But it's like teen, teen daughters. We all know. We all know what they're like. She was recently left by her husband for a younger model. Oh. <gasps> and she's just so freaking tired. You know, she, she's a workaholic. She's a surgeon. She's a very brilliant surgeon. She's uh, been doing that for... Uh, for a long time and people call her for the tough cases Mm. but since everything else in her life sort of fell apart she's been really burying herself in work takes on extra extra hours she's on call most almost all the time and uh, she's gained a couple of extra pounds uh, because she's not taking care of herself she picked up smoking because it was the only thing that sort of calmed her nerves even though she knows it's wrong she's a doctor uh, lots of fast food, very little exercise, and I, the idea I had in my in my head for her was Bill Murray uh, because of this constant <laughs> resigned sad face, but like a, a female version. Um, it's amazing. I'm picturing uh, Kate Winslet in Mayor of Easttown. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Holy yeah, shit. that's that's a very exactly that type of like because that's that's basically every crime drama of like this resigned brilliant detective just being so freaking like tired of everything but then like well i've seen worse or have i you know are there any happy detectives i don't think so i don't think you can be happy and be a detective but we shall see maybe in this game maybe she'll find joy is, yes is i think psych? In, in, in this game we'll find joy <laughs> yeah psych, psych. Yeah, that's, psych. Yeah. that's true god that show is great eleanor you've created like the opposite character from Allie. The the two doctors, Dr. Rusty Hooch and Dr. Olivia Miller, both in name and juxtaposition, could not be further from each other. Fun thing, though, my charisma is 13, so I'm charming, uh, which I didn't realize. Of course. Um, But she's also started sleeping with her neighbor because that's like the one, also another takeaway. And so her neighbor kind of wants something more to happen, but she's just like, no, no, this is a very uh, transactional thing going on. Uh, But it's one of her bonds because they they sort of drink whiskey and play chess together or something uh, boring. (laughs) I, oh, I was about uh, to say that boring sounds about that. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, I, I wrote for her tagline, like, she's technically a lovely woman in need of a hug. And hopefully other things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The occult or the unnatural, whatever. The unnatural. Yeah. When you asked that question, I was just like, wait, what? Because I thought, I, for some reason, <laughs> thought this was good. Like, I've been trying to not read up on Delta Green because I, I love going into something spoiler free. And then I'm like, so there is a, there is an element of unnatural because people have told me it's 
terrifying, but I wasn't sure if it was like murder mystery terrifying or if it's like, you know, unnatural, but now I know. And so... Little column A, little column B. I envisioned her to, since she's a very good surgeon, she was called in for this weird case, uh, an autopsy of a, of a corpse. Uh, and what she found out as she was doing it, they, she had to extract this thing out of the body, this black gooey blob of fat, basically. And as she was picking it up really carefully, it started sh- like moving in a way that suggested it's still alive. <sighs> uh, and, the, and then she had to move it into a, a separate jar and some people in black suits just took it away. No more questions needed, so to speak. Awesome. So awesome. Dr. Olivia Miller, it's a school night. And strangely, your 15-year-old has requested a movie night with her mom. This is very out of the ordinary. Um, How do you react? What movie do you suggest? Oh, um, I've heard that the latest Downton Abbey movie just came out. Would you like to watch that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Or, or, or we Sorry. can watch what we can watch a Star War. Uh, um, okay. Um, no, the Downton Downton Abbey sounds sounds nice. Actually, um, just something calming would be good. Sorry. Are you okay, honey? Is everything all right? It's fine. It's just um, can we talk for a second? Of course. Uh. Uh, let me just, um... Your front door starts rattling as someone is just boom, 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 boom. Jesus, honey, please, just sit down. Um, I'll get you a, uh... Dr. Miller! Dr. Miller! Fucking Christ, what... What is it? And she walks over to the door. Uh, if you peek your head through the window or see through the peephole, you see that the team of those men who took away the jar with that fatty tissue that seemed to be alive in it last time... Uh, They are here at your home, and they have in custody a a woman who is shaking violently and screaming, Please just fucking kill me! Just fucking kill me! Um... All right. Uh, uh, she she quickly opens the door because she, they I barge mean, in. They just yeah. boom barge in, take over. The men slam this woman on your kitchen table, and yeah. this woman is just like, please, 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 kill me, doctor, doctor. We need you to. Sorry, she's not dead yet, but we have to remove it. You have to remove it. Do you have any equipment here? Of course. And immediately she goes into professional professional mode and takes out her uh, medical equipment and starts ordering everyone around like you. Get, get me a towel. You there. Start heating up. Uh, like, start disinfecting my, my tools. Uh, and awesome. then she... Yeah, yeah, somebody's got the stove going. Yeah. You got towels coming in. We got everything you need. They've knocked off your, your bar cart. They've, like, shoved everything off the top of the bar cart and have yeah. put it next to the table to put all the supplies on um, it. And she she looks at her daughter, though, like, Laura, please. Um, I need you to... What I is need happening? You, honey, you need to go to your room right now. You need to go to your room and you stay there and I'll find you soon. Okay, and you're right back to business and you're looking over the situation. You see on this woman's neck, there's just this kind of like pulsating sack of fat and fluid. She tries to do an like an incision or uh, like tries Go to ahead and roll surgery for me. Ooh, my first roll. You said. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, um, okay. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's probably a fail. It's eighty-three, and I think <gasps> my, I think I did put. Oh no. Yeah, that's a fail. I only have fifty in surgery. Fuck. As you cut it open, this fatty tissue begins to pour out like you've seen it, like kind of jiggle in your hand earlier. It's moving on its own. It busts out. You've accidentally cut it. Your hand has slipped. You didn't just cut through the skin. You actually cut into the tissue itself. The thing begins to unfold and twist itself inside out as it turns to dust. And this dust flies up into the nose of one of these black-suited agents. And immediately, one of the other agents goes, oh, fucking Jason, pulls his gun and fires it into the back of this guy's head. As he hits the ground in your kitchen, he fires three more times, shattering the 
tile underneath this guy's head. You just had the kitchen redone. (sighs) You look over, and at the end of the hallway, you see your 15-year-old daughter is just staring in shock from behind her door. That's uh, that's Dr. Olivia Miller. Jesus Christ. Hey, Ellie, Eleanor, welcome to Delta Green. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it's Lindsay. Alphabetically. Lindsay. Hello. Tell me about... What is what is this character's name? Uh, Doreen Maureen. <laughs> Doreen Maureen. If you will. Really just Doreen and then anything that rhymes with Doreen. Oh, anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you go on for too long, are we going to call you Doreen Boring? Uh, yes, yes. Boom. If you know a lot about the setting, we'll call you Doreen Loreen. Oh my god. When you when you go <laughs> when you go swimming, we call you Doreen Chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> genius name Doreen's pretty simple uh she's just imagine like simple super down to earth she's a fed agent she's 45 and she doesn't really have a whole lot of friends she has a very very small group of friends and then it's just like no family anywhere close it's just it's just me and my whippet which is my... Your drug of choice? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Y'all have it done both, nitrous. <laughs> <laughs> it's both that and it is a type of dog. It's a, imagine a teeny tiny greyhound. Aww. A little scared, Aww. a little shaky, really thin. That's my dog. She's pretty lonely, but likes it that way. So she's pretty run down. She's got like box dyed hair. It's grown out quite a bit since last time she's... Dying, so she's got some dark gray roots coming in. She's got some sunken eyes, and she just wears like super baggy clothes and baggy clothes that I believe you wrote. <laughs> uh, baggy clothes like she's ready to shoplift a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm referring to all baggy clothes from now on. <laughs> like she's ready to shoplift a bag, bag of, of marshmallows. marshmallows. <laughs> she's ready. Um, yeah, so she's more fun in on the page than in person. Her favorite. Uh, for, okay. She's more fun on the page than in person. A perfect character for a role playing <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, she's always just like got pockets full of like the wrapping of hard candy. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of hard candy. Oh my God. Wait, did, I really, so when you tired. leaned into the mic, Allie, I expected you to join me. <laughs> no, I'm exhausted. So. Uh, so disappointed. God damn it. And then, uh, yeah, it's either that or some just some loose Mentos in there all the time. She just got trash in her car. I got a bag of loose Mentos. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at you. <laughs> I tried to join, but then I just, I just couldn't. I'm sorry. She spends a lot of her extra time just like scrolling on Pinterest on her iPad. Mm. and like petting her with it. Jesus Christ. Honestly, that's all you needed to say <laughs> to get a full idea of who this yes, woman is. Yeah. She I know this woman. I know Pinterest this woman. on her iPad. Yeah. <laughs> I know who the, like I, this is based off of someone I know. So. Your mom? <laughs> is it your mom? It's based off of my mom. I was going to say like, it sounds like I was doing a burn, but I think it's probably just no, it's your literally mom. my mom. Is your so, fucking mom? Is this your fucking mom? <laughs> um, she, yeah. She's a... She religiously listens to this podcast, you know. <laughs> religiously. Um, I think she would be appalled. She would. She absolutely would. Mom, if you're listening to this, only portions of this are based off. Not for moms. Not for, except, not for moms. For, except for Eleanor. She can listen. That mom can listen. <laughs> Eleanor, you're allowed Otherwise, to not for moms. <laughs> I think we have a lot of mom listeners, actually. Uh, well, I'm, just, I'm so sorry I discriminated against the mom community. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Can you imagine? I mean, if you're at home all day caring for your child, what better to listen to than <laughs> horror comedy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. On behalf of all moms, I am incredibly offended, but also a little aroused. So. <laughs> <laughs> a I think that's a, a that's a green light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I think we know who this woman is just based off that comment alone. So uh, let's let's dive into her experience with the unnatural. All right, her experience, it's caused a lot of trauma for Doreen. I was called in on a murder case. I had been working on this case for a while and I, oh, and do I need to read it? I, hey, I don't know if you're going to do All your first right, person well, maybe. Oh, one yeah. night. There we go. I get this call one night and no, it's there. from an unknown number. So I answer the phone and somebody's telling me to meet them at a location I'm unaware of. I didn't know this place existed. I decide it's a good idea since this case has been going for a while and I'm really tired of it, ready to end this case. So I show up at this house. I open the front door because the door's just kind of leaning open a little bit. When I walk in, everything is just covered in black rubber. The walls, the ceilings, you can see that there are things in this house, but they're all just covered in this black rubber. Sorry, I got... Sorry. You I spooked s- yourself? I scared myself. Oh my <laughs> no, <God. I> scared- <laughs> are you really it scared of rubber? <laughs> it was Ramona. Okay, I'm sorry. I could smell the rubber. <laughs> I could smell it. <laughs> it reminded me of the time I forgot to use a rubber. <laughs> oh my God. Why do all my jokes keep going back to condoms? Condoms and condoms. Okay, penis on the brain. <laughs> penis on the brain. Penis, penis on the brain. Oh, no one, no one wanted to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, d- I danced. I danced. Um, all right. Everything inside of this house is just lined in this rubber and it's thick and it's weird and it's soft and it's making me really uneasy. So a dick. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm walking through this house, I I start to hear a little bit of laughter and (laughs) it's really creepy, really uneasy. It's just in the, it's somewhere in the house. I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere in this house. I got to find who, who's laughing at me. The laughter gets stronger. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I pull out my gun and I start walking around gun first. And I'm, I'm looking for where this noise is coming from. And all of a sudden I see something not covered in this black rubber. And it's this big old mirror. And it looks really old, antique, and it's all rusty on the edges. And as I'm looking into this mirror, I see these two little kids. And they're staring right back at me. And they're just covered in blood, like someone just been, just been beaten on. I'm sorry. <laughs> like someone yeah, just been like beaten on. <laughs> you immediately recoiled. <laughs> uh, covered in blood. Covered in blood. Just covered from head to toe. I turn to see where what they're doing. They're standing behind me a little bit. I turn and I, they're not there. So I turn back. I look at the mirror, and they start melting. They're melting into this metallic, silver, metal-looking lava. They're Now they're really in the room with me, but they're just two puddles of lava, and they start coming right at me, rolling towards me. And as I get closer, I, I start losing my bearings, and so I start running out of the building, only to find when I get outside that there are a bunch of agents in black cars and suits pointing their gun at me. I didn't know what to do. I got called here by someone who I don't know. So I just start running away in a zigzag pattern. And I've never seen him since. <laughs> that was the end of my story, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dope story. Terrifying. <laughs> Thanks. The next time we see Doreen Marine, <laughs> that'll be hard. Uh, she is on the stand in a courtroom. It's a bright, sunny day. The sun rays are coming in through the windows across one side onto half of the people watching. A lawyer in a smart suit is asking questions about what happened in that house. You can see one of those people in the black suits that were outside, the woman who is up front. She's sitting in the back row, and she's just staring. The lawyer continues, So, how long were you inside the house? Oh, I don't know. It, it couldn't have been longer than maybe ten minutes. And... Did you... She laughs and rolls her eyes at the jury. See anything like what the defendant described? Objection! Did you see the spooky, melty children in the mirror? Objection! Sustained. What did you see that night? I saw the melty, spooky children in the reflection. There's only one mirror. 
I saw them children. They were coming at me. The lawyer is just rolling her eyes, looking at the jury. You literally see some of the jury members are putting their hands over their mouths to stifle laughter, and the judge is rubbing his temples. Cut to the bathroom. Doreen Marine is splashing water on her face. I think I'm getting better at this. <laughs> when suddenly, you start to hear laughter from behind you. Roll sanity for me real quick. This is a really good teaching moment. What'd you roll, Lindsay? 88. Can you say that a little bit louder for me? 88. So, in Delta Green, when the dice match like 88 or 44 or 22 or 11. What about 55? That's another one. When the dice match, it is critical. So, if it's under your score, that's a critical success. But when it's over your score in Delta Green, it's called a fumble or a critical failure. Critical failure on a sanity check uh, is not good, especially in an introduction where we haven't really started playing the game yet, almost. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to describe this scene from the perspective of the federal agent who is sitting in the back row who just walked into this bathroom to see Doreen Marine kick in the door of the stall that was behind her with just nothing in her eyes she's just gone blinded by anger and fear she is just slamming two kids heads into the toilet ah, 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 shit. Oh, shit. Fuck, fuck. and you see a vape fall out of one of their hands which is why they were in this stall together in the first place just vaping just getting away from the parents for a little bit vaping in the bathroom this woman pulls you off of these two teens. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Look at me. Dream. 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 No one, no one believes you. Believes you. Dream. Dream. I believe you. I believe you. We have to get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. And in this fragile state, Dream's ready to go with just about anyone who believes her right now. And two of you get into a car and you drive to this warehouse. I don't want to freak you out, but. What I'm about to show you, just know that we're doing a good thing. And she opens up the door of the warehouse, and you just see it is filled with mirrors, and the smell of rubber is in the air. That's Doreen Maureen! Good God. Oh my God. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's so fucking cool. You guys all wrote rad introductions for your characters. It makes me so happy. And now we're on to, I think it says here your name is... The Chuckster. <laughs> <laughs> my, my born name is Charles, uh, but most people call me Chuck. Uh, and if you're a close friend, you call me The Chuckster. <laughs> I should I get into it? Oh yeah, please. <laughs> All right. I am about 34 years old. I just moved out of my parents' house Congrats. about 6 months ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm basically a gamer. I game and I sleep and I eat mac and cheese in rotation is what I do. Uh, And so I don't have any physical friends per se, um, but I'm really tight with my online community of gamers, of fellow gamers. Um, So we don't really know a whole lot about each other other than our gaming tags and, you know, what each other eat and drink, etc. I am also a partier solo partier i'm crushing them beers (laughs) (laughs) crushing them beers day night uh as i play my games is that a partier (laughs) in missouri it is (laughs) yeah i mean i'm talking to my friends they're also crushing beers (laughs) i think so yeah Uh, what else do you want to know about me uh what do you look like i am ginger my ginger oh a stud yes of course i am <laughs> um i would say i'm like fat strong yeah 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's the best way to describe how I look. Fat strong. <laughs> About five six average height, and uh, yeah, like fat strong. So I am very strong, but I got a layer of pudge over it, and I don't like work out or anything. Mm. I guess I have strong thumbs. Tasty, you know, <laughs> from my gaming. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty indeed. Mm-hmm. So you are uh, you you were ex military. Oh yeah, I'm ex military. I don't share this with many people other than a couple of my tight online community friends but i was not dishonorably charged but i was like the level below um because i was solo partying a little too hard one night and maybe did some unsavory activities uh involving uh piss and my sergeant's bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not allowed. <laughs> it's not unless yeah. the sergeant's so, in sort of thing. Um, I tell people, I tell people that I was on a pretty righteous mission, uh, you know, fighting them baddies and saving hundreds of children. I uh, rolled my ankle pretty bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I I got uh, the purple heart and the red heart and the green heart, and uh, now I'm a a veteran of, you know, the good old USA, getting them checks. Stolen Valor, the character. (laughs) I love it. Great. (laughs) All right, so uh, your parents, you just moved out of their house. They adore you. They think that I was honorably discharged for an injury on the battleground uh, but I actually <laughs> I actually never I actually never saw battle <laughs> didn't make it there I was in my uh, what's it called the, what you start with when you're practicing for war it's the practicing the, the practice, practice battleground the practice, the practice ground. I was in the practice round <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? You know, you know. Oh tweet, tweet Wait, at pretending even... to be people. And <laughs> not, our, not our tag. P T P P P P P T T. Pretending pod to tell her. Uh, are you talking about basic training? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Didn't even oh, make it out go. of basic. Sounds good. Didn't make good. it out of basic. Wow. Yeah. Um. And then I kind of laid low because I was ashamed. And I didn't want my parents to know. And uh, yeah, then I came back and yeah, stolen valor for sure. But I was, I mean, I tried to be in the military. So it's not, it's not that stolen. It's like partial stolen valor. Question, how hard is it to get into the American military? Uh, is it hard or is it like... Just this have very- to have a heartbeat. So it's, it's Chucky a little pathetic for not being able to make it out of basic? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, Chucky. I mean, to be fair, we're speaking about things we know shit, jack shit about. Like, That's fair. I don't know much about the military. I don't think Zach does. The military industrial complex is ruining the world. <laughs> God. <laughs> they don't appreciate the Chucks of the you know of the nation all right how did you uh how did you come to learn about the unnatural yes okay so i was gaming with my bros my brosives one night and i no i can't i'm not allowed to say that oh sorry no i'm just shaking my head uh for fun <laughs> <laughs> because okay. brosives is a really stupid word that's why <laughs> <laughs> I was gaming with my brosives and we chat on the side, you know, and then I've got my whole headset where I'm like screaming into my mic. Um, but then I get this separate little chat window pop up and it's like inverse colors, black with white type. I've never seen it before. And it's one of my buddies, one of my good buddies. His screen name is ding dong hashtag four five one, um, who I know to be Brett. We're, I mean, we're pretty tight. Like, we've been gaming for like two years together. And he sends me this message in this random, like, private chat that says, Hey, bro, uh, I want to show you something, but can you be discreet? And I'm like, Of course I can, Brosif. What's up? So he sends me this video and I watch it. And it's from the perspective of a guy. And then there's two military type guys in front of him. And they're walking into a forest. It's nighttime. It's dark. And we hear this deep groaning sound like, excuse me. Oh, sorry. (laughs) At least let me do my own sound effects. I don't know who you think you are. The groaner. Okay. So it's more like, (laughs) 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 yeah, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And it gets it gets so loud at a point that I have to turn the volume down as I'm watching it. They're getting closer and closer to 
this clearing that I can see. And inside the clearing, there is this bottomless pit with a glowing orange light coming out of it. And the groaning is so loud at this point that you can see the men holding their ears. It's clearly unbearable. And I've turned my volume down almost to almost a complete mute. And then all of a sudden I see this huge black tongue surface itself out of the bottomless pit, split into two and wrap itself around the two men that were holding their ears. And at this point, they, they've like gone down to their knees because it's so difficult to be around. So tongue split into wraps around each of them, throws them up in the air, catches them, wraps around again, and then the tongue goes down into the hole. At this point, the man holding the camera, he's like dropped it and he's running away but you can still kind of see half that the ground starts to just mold itself over and the trees um, grow back up again and it's as if it wasn't there at all. Oh my God. Jesus. So I see this video and I got to keep cool for my boys, you know, always keeping cool for my boys. So uh, to Brett, I'm like, dude, so tight. Like whatever this is, I'm in. (laughs) But um, I'm like, completely tense and I don't know much about this personally um, but I believe that maybe my ball sack has like gone into my body is that a thing that happens yeah that's definitely a thing that would happen maybe not the sack itself going into your body but the testicles would definitely coil up yeah which would shrink the sack okay so shrunken sack uh-huh for me <laughs> It's it's the shrunken sack for me. Sack for me. Also, I didn't say what my screen we name gotta, is. We got the episode. Oh yeah, title. what's your screen? Yeah. Name? <laughs> uh, I didn't say what my screen name is, but it's uh, Ballbuster Four Twenty Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. the complete screen name. Okay, eventually, uh, you get a message from Brett again. Ding dong, hashtag 451, which, by the way, Taylor was like, did you guys notice? <laughs> the, the D in ding and the, the G in dong for <laughs> capital uh, for a very, yeah, very subtle reference to Delta Green. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You probably most most of you probably, yeah, wouldn't have gotten that. Ellie, are you okay? (laughs) I'm like, what? You guys are brilliant masterminds. I uh, did not see that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Brett's gonna come pick you up, and you're gonna head out. uh, He's gonna take you to meet some of his friends. Yeah. 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 You're joining up. All right. So he takes you to. Okay, so it's like uh, the most recent Holy Tongue site, right? So we're calling that thing the Holy Tongue. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? No. Get it? Holy Tongue? doesn't have holes holy. in it. It's split into... Oh, it it's goes like into hole. I get it. Nice. All right, you get it. So uh, we've tracked it down to this cornfield, right? Okay, so uh, we're going to head on out. And as you guys get there, there's this cornfield. There's a couple tents set up, dudes on laptops, a couple military bros hanging out. All right, so we're going in with a third guy. Come on over here. Come on over here. And this dude walks up and he's like, yo, <laughs> Bill Weir. Nice to, oh shit, not Bill, uh, Bill, not Bill. Um, gamer tags? Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, it's a rumple foreskin. What up? How's it going? <laughs> and he puts out a fist for you to bump. Um, I, I go for the fist, uh, but then I, then I do the octopus. Is that what it is? Jesus fucking squid? Christ. <laughs> Isn't it a squid? So you- I squid him. <laughs> Oh, oh! oh! You inked me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I grab his arm and then I, I go in for a bro hug. Oh, yeah. You guys slap the shit out of each other's backs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I knew you'd be tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tight as hell, bro. All right, sick. So plan is what we're going to do. This thing is probably going to come up. Hey, nerd, when's this thing popping up? And this dude on the computer is like, huge sigh pushes up his glasses and is like 14 minutes (laughs) so we're gonna wear these and he puts on these like noise canceling headphones that are like super high tech over your ears and then he keeps talking but you just see his mouth moving and then he's like (laughs) and he takes off your headphones (laughs) he's like all right so we're gonna wait for this thing right and then so wait 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 wait. we're gonna meet the the tongue yeah 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 no it's gonna be sick so like maybe it's maybe not the best idea whoa bro are you not down no 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 i'm super down 
Don't don't worry about my downness. My I never been so down down in the ground underneath the body. Yeah, exactly. The- That's where we're going. We're gonna go down into it. All right. Okay. So first we're gonna stun it. Cool. Right. Cool, so cool. those nerds over there, and he points back at this like whole tent where they've got this crazy like metal shiny EMP looking thing. What's an going. EMP? Uh, electromagnetic pulse. So that would like send a shockwave that uh, would knock out electronics. Yo, but this one is gonna knock out this fucking tongue. Apparently they already tried it like 10 times or twice or whatever. And so <laughs> like, we're definitely gonna be able to stun it. It'll be it'll be chill for like 15 minutes. All right. So All right. we are going to, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Splunk, I guess is the word. It's not a cave, but you know, it's a hole, baby. <laughs> they fist bump. You've got cameras. You've got these strange like energy reading devices. He's like, yeah, I don't know what they are, but apparently it's going to give them like the information they need. Obviously, we're going to have a bunch of guns and knives just in case yeah, of shit course. goes down. I brought my knuckle busters. I brought my throwing stars. I'm ready to get down. You have throwing stars? Oh, yeah, I got throwing stars. Can I see your throwing stars? I mean, when the time presents itself. Oh, play close to the chest. Play close to the chest. I dig that. All right, cool. So let's fucking go. Cut to the Chuckster, Mm. if I may. I think we're tight enough now, yeah. You're stabbing your knife into solid ground for the first time in what feels like an eternity as you finish scrambling as fast as you can out of the roused holy tongue. This thing is alive now. It's back. And you crawl toward the team on the ground away from it. This team that's uh, firing now at this that, that the whole situation from behind cover. Just a bunch of military dudes firing over your head as you're crawling to safety. And you hear Brett ding dong hashtag 451. He's screaming. You look back. You see one of these tongues. Boom. Grabs him by the ankle and it starts slowly dragging him back in. What do you do? Um, well, first of all, as it's happening, I'm yelling, not tight. (laughs) (laughs) Ding dong. I'll save you. I'll come back for you. And then I just continue to scramble away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hell yeah. Uh, No sign of rumple foreskin. Rumple foreskin is gone. There is no rumple foreskin to be seen. I'm just trying to say that a few more times before we never hear it again. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Wait, where's rumple foreskin? Nowhere to be seen. Damn. Uh, Ding Dong is being pulled back slowly into this thing, and the ground begins to kind of reform itself, and right at the last second, right before, you think that Ding Dong's entire body is going to be yoinked down into the hole, but it doesn't quite all make it, and as the ground finishes forming, the head of Brett is just sitting on the ground and you think maybe he is himself is just stuck there until slowly the head falls over on its side oh. and blood just starts squirting out oh. from the bottom of it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is that is Charles Chuck the Chuckster. The Thank Chester. you. Thank you for playing. Okay. Fucking oh my god. Sorry, I, I'm <laughs> reacting and sitting here. How do you feel? I, I'm, I'm super intrigued by all these stories. They're really cool. But like, also like, you know, they start off like, you know, penis jokes, bread, you know, foreskin, <laughs> um, <laughs> military complex. And then like, boom, you're dead. You're gone. There's And like, there doesn't seem to be a way to like protect yourself, which makes it even more terrifying. Like, it just lands on you. I think I'm going to go back for that tongue. See <laughs> 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 